So I don't know if you guys have uh, have noticed this when you've uh, met Larry, usually for the first time. Uh, he has a bit of a glow about him. That's the uh, leftover anti-seize that he has all over his body. <laughs> <laughs> I do use the bronze, though, not the silver. Looking to upgrade your Jeep? Who is it, right? right? How would you like to get free gear to make those upgrades happen even faster? Yeehaw. The Jeep Talk Show, the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast, is giving you, the listener, a chance to win big-ticket items from brands you know, love, and trust. Want in on the action? We'll be giving away major Jeep gear from big-name brands every month. This isn't going to be stickers, hats, and t-shirts. We're talking about serious gear that can change your Jeep build in a big way. So listen to the show every week and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss your opportunity to win the Jeep Talk Show's biggest giveaways ever. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Hi, ho folks. Well, it's time for another uh, Jeep Talk Show roundtable episode. We're going to have the, uh, the, the was it Knights of the, the Zoom roundtable uh, joining us here in a minute? But we do have, uh, 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 was it Tammy whoa, whoa. or the AKA Knights? Jeep Mama? Or, oh, yeah, that's, they're self named. You know how they are. The Knights? What about the Knights? <laughs> what would the. The Knightettes? Would it be Knightettes? <laughs> I feel like I'm in the 50s. So, uh, well, unfortunately, and perhaps. Uh, <laughs> By uh, choice, the the females don't seem to join the uh, the Zoom members. Well, we wish sure wish they would. We'll have to recruit some and take over, maybe. So uh, you know how the how it goes, uh, Tammy. If you don't show up for a recording, uh, you need to do- ha- do- have a doctor's note. Where were you last episode? You're supposed to be here every uh, every new uh, episode now. I was here Thursday night, but Friday night. Um, when you guys recorded, I had a family Easter thingy. I know it was some sort of lame excuse, something about uh-huh. eggs and uh, things. <laughs> actually, I was I was I was at Wal- Walgreens, really. Ah, okay. Uh, so, are you new to the roundtable? Perhaps new to the Jeep Talk Show? Well, welcome. The roundtable is listeners like you that connect with us on Tuesday night at eight PM Central Time. You don't have to be invited. You just need a Zoom meeting link and a password. Everyone is invited because everyone has an opinion or something to share. To get the meeting invite information, just uh, subscribe to our newsletter at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. And uh, another little trick is to uh, join the Discord, our Discord server, and just ask somebody for the, uh, for the link and you'll be able to get it there. And, of course, you can get that Discord invite at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact that's where you got yours wasn't it tammy uh yes it is <laughs> oh sure we'll go with that yeah so actually, i had to go into my spam so a big announcement that we made last week uh or i guess it was friday and monday that we uh, yeah, made this so exciting nexon tires and right now that? i think you're the only host that doesn't have any nexon tires but you've had uh, them in the past yes actually i was the first to have the nexon tires but I just wheeled so much. I had to replace my tires, and now I'm sad because I want my Nexons back. Oh, you'll get some more. Uh, what What is it that you have now? Um, Falcon Wild Peaks. And and what and you noticed a difference between the Nexon uh, Rodian MTX tires that you had uh, on there for quite a few miles and quite a few trips yeah. uh, with the 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 Wild Peaks. Is that correct? Yeah, I was on um, at the Hole in the Rock Trail, the Jeep Badge of Honor Trail in Utah. And I was actually just a little while ago, I was looking through all the videos to see if I could find the fin I was on going down where I'm like, I miss my Nexons because I was sliding down. The tires that I have now don't grip as good as the Nexons did. Well, let that, be a, let that be a lesson to you. But I think you were wanting yep. more Nexon tires when you got those, but you needed tires and you had to go with what you could right. get, right? Yeah. It was during all that crazy, you know time of nothing's in stock so right right so that is uh, kind of gone to the uh, side because you're actually going to be when i say you're i mean not you tammy but the listener uh, are, is going to be able to win their own set of rhodium mtx tires 
all the way up to the 37-inch tires that they have. Ooh. The Rodeon MTX features an aggressive design that is extremely versatile for on- and off-road driving. Each tire boasts a dual sidewall design that allows you to customize the look of your tire on the vehicle. The Rodeon MTX also features a standard three-ply design and F-load rate uh, weight rating that makes it extremely capable for heavy hauling. With such rugged traits, you could expect the Rodeon MTX to be as quiet. You couldn't expect uh, it to be as quiet as it is on the highway. And I can attest to this. I was really surprised for a mud terrain how quiet it was. Uh, but thanks to its patented tread block design, the road noise has been minimized. Now, the downside to that is, is that the, uh, the, the rednecks don't see you. They all turn their heads while you're coming down the road. I can attest they definitely are quieter. Yeah, yeah, and, and very it's noisier now, and very smooth to drive on, at least on uh, on my Gladiator. Yeah. Same. Oh, and, and it was on the uh, on my Cherokee as well, but uh, I've driven a most uh, most recently on the Gladiator. All right, so the Rodian MTX tires from Nexon Tires is going to be the next giveaway on the Jeep Talk Show, and big shout out to Midland Radio USA for uh, making uh, our, our first re- reoccurring giveaway a real thing and we'll be announcing that winner here very very soon we now join the zoom meeting which is already in progress please keep in mind that what you're about to hear is completely unrehearsed if you'd believe it was rehearsed anyway uh the opinions may be strong and may or may not reflect the opinion of the jeep talk show all right guys you know how it works uh you have to or you don't have to but we prefer you to say your uh, name and your location the first time you speak on the roundtable tonight, let the listener know uh, whose voice is uh, what name. Good evening, Zoom people. And uh, Tammy was having some sort of issue with uh, calling you guys calling yourself the Knights of the Uh-oh. Zoom roundtable. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble. Well, so back in that time frame, there were Knights and Winches. Um, but, but but the winches I'm thinking of actually would get you out of trouble, not into it. Right. Yeah, I don't know about this one here, guys. Maybe I'm confused. I'm, I may be confused. Winch or wench? Where where is it? There's your, your shopping. That might be the confusion part that you're having. Yeah. <laughs> so there's been some shenanigans going on on the Discord server, and I know yeah. I know you people complain uh, about uh, these inside jokes. They're not inside jokes if you're involved in them. So if you go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, scroll on down, look for the Discord invite, then you can get on Discord and be a part of this. And I will warn you that you probably wish you would not have done this once you get involved in it. But at least you'll get the inside jokes, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, You know, I, I think I'm just waiting to... Be- go to discord jail i know larry's gonna put me in jail one of these days well, there are moderators there so be careful yes all right so yep. let's let's start with this i don't think that we've ever discussed this before but we probably have but uh, what the hell we'll, we'll talk about it again uh, there's people out there new to the show that haven't heard this so beadlocks did you do you really need them no 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 Nope. How many people have actually wheeled with beadlocks that are saying no? <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is Chuck from Kansas, and no, uh-uh. I have wheeled with beadlocks, and yeah, they're neat, but they're not they're not a necessity. Uh-uh. There you go. This is, <laughs> Agree. This is, uh, okay, show's this over. Good night, next, everyone. Uh, well, next item is it. <laughs> this, this is, is Josh from, from everyone drive safe. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Uh, I think they're necessary if you want to find have, have a hard time finding a tire shop that'll work on them and want to really work your butt off to try to balance them. Other than that, your regular wheels are going to provide you with 99.99999% of the capability that you need. And if you have the Nexon tires, it'll seriously, it'll be night and day. This is Tom from Arizona. I have the Method beadlocks in the 17 with my 37 Cooper STT Pros and no problem at all balancing them, but you're right. Yeah. Most shops won't work on them, so I do them myself, and I, it's worked out pretty well. But if I had to do it again, I probably wouldn't purchase them. But it's nice to have the ability to go down if I get into where I want to go below 10 psi. Has anybody, has anybody ever busted a bead off road? I yes. have. Yes. Oh, no. yeah. And really, that's the that's the primary concern for the beadlocks, is it? I mean, certainly more traction because you can go lower PSI. 
uh, and get a better grip. But uh, when you do that, you run the risk of breaking the bead or for folks that don't understand what that means, I mean, it, the tire basically uh, loses air immediately, maybe come all the way off the, maybe even come all, all the way off the rim. So you just need a can of starter fluid and a lighter to fix it? Amen, brother. I use a ratchet strap and an air tank, and it works just fine. And I don't risk burning down the forest. <laughs> That's a pleasure, Bob. You're such a party pooper. <laughs> I was like my, uh, the next set of wheels I'm looking at are Raceline beadlocks. So, screw y'all. <laughs> but, 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 but John, John, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was looking at the KMC machetes. Yeah, and I was really thinking, okay, so I, you know, I've got my steering and I've got all this stuff. What would be my next step on mods? And beadlocks are fairly high on the list of my next steps. Yep. But now listening to this and just thinking about it, I I don't know whether I have to have beadlocks. I I think well, I want them like, because I'd like to air down to eight and really really well, scratch out and maybe grip better, but. You don't need a. Yeah, go ahead. You don't need thirty sevens according to Chuck, right? You don't need a high lift. <laughs> there we go. More, right. There's I mean, nothing you're on the list of all the stuff you're going to do in your Jeep that you just don't need. I want it. I mean, to yeah. Be, there's the nothing wrong with it. Man, yeah. I, there's nothing love, wrong with it at all. I love the ability to to be able to go down that far if I need to. Um, Amen. You know, hey, you know, like you're right my now, friend. You're my new friend, John. <laughs> so, <laughs> So right now, I can tell you, uh, and John from Central Texas, I think I forgot to say that shit. Oh, um, everybody wants so, to know your name now. <laughs> so John going, wants to go down. That's right. Um, but I'm bummed. Uh, whenever I'm like, yeah, right now, I I'm running the Nittos, the 37 inch. I'm running the 37 inch Nittos now, which I'm really liking. They're working, hooking up really well. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what the pressure is. Before that, I was running the Toyos, which. The sidewalls and those are just stupid thick, and I could run down to eleven or twelve with no bead locks, and never worried about any kind of traction. So I'm slowly working my way down on the nittos just to kind of feel, I don't know, where it feels comfortable. And I've been running seventeen, sixteen, and it's been been working great. So I'm going to say not having bead locks hasn't slowed me down, but you know, I it's not going to stop me from buying them either. Yeah, John, John this is a uh, CB Jeep out of uh, Southern Colorado. Uh, I've got meth. I've got Toyos, thirty-seven inch Toyos on method uh, faux bead locks, and I've <laughs> ran those down to nine psi and never had a problem. So it's I'm kind of in a quandary. Do I really want to invest in a bead lock? I mean, for the price and what they are, or just you know stick with what I got that I know that works? Because I've literally taken these thirty-sevens and they're thirteen. They're thirteen and a half. Uh, 37 by 13 and a half on a 17 by 9 method faux beadlock and I have had no issues and I we do some pretty crazy stuff out here and I'm going to Moab next uh, in a week and a half so we're going to be doing some more trails out there and again never had an issue well you're late to Easter Jeep Safari there's, hey, there's uh, yeah. a reason. <laughs> who wants to be there with all those people yeah oh I'd love exactly. to I would love to have seen it there hey we uh, Wendy has joined us Wendy uh, ooh, have, ooh. have you and Bill girls now yay <laughs> have you and Bill thought about uh, bead locks on your uh, on your JKU we, we we actually have bead locks we have the race line wheels they look awesome don't they they look <laughs> awesome and I love them and they work great so I'm all for them yeah this is <laughs> this is Bill the other half of Wendy yes um, we do have the Avenger race line bead locks the only reason I got those is when we really want to air down and grip the boulders and we're in tight places where we're really pushing on the sidewall, that's where you need the beadlocks. Other than that, no. If you use the next entire, the uh, cord weave and the sidewall is so much more flexible, you only have to go down to about 14 PSI to get super grip and flex. And at 14 PSI, you don't have to worry about spinning the rim in the tire or for the most part pushing the tire off the off the uh, wheel so save your money get some street locks that kind of look beadlockish but that's that's my two cents worth you hear that john he get something that looks like it the, the, the faux <laughs> locks i already, I already have that and the only, only problem i have with the faux locks is the the beadlock thing on the around the edge or whatever it's a part of the wheel itself. It doesn't. So you, can't I've got a, it, you can't paint it yeah. a different color. No, and I've got a crap ton of rock rash on mine, right? And, and the idea that I would love about a beadlock is me, I could swap the rock ring out 
and now the rock rash is gone or I can refinish it or whatever. Well, so you, yeah, you want the rock rash. In fact, well, I think some of the yeah. faux rings come with the faux rock rash on it too. You, yes, it's, it, it, it's an honor on the trails. <laughs> you have to have honor. Messed up one. Oh, no, I mean, it, can, it can be. But, but in the mall, you got to have pristine tires. See, that's, that's one of right. my concerns. Is, so on my Jeep, I've got a bunch of rock rash on my faux bead locks. They're fueled. And the, the faux bead lock, I mean, it's just, if they're... Yeah, they're beat to hell. And so now do when I go wheeling with my buddies that just stay on the street and everybody's got their three wax coat finishes on their <laughs> brand new Jeeps and and I'm like, okay, my, mine's got a den in the fender. You need new buddies. You gotta find new friends. Yeah. <laughs> but, but so I started looking at the plastic beauty rings that would protect like a true bee box. John, you said you could replace that that rash ring, but you got to take out all those thirty two bolts to do sure. that and rebound. Mm -hmm. No, there's oh my there's God. maintenance. I have that torn up in the first five minutes of any run that we do down in Cougar Buttes. Exactly. You know, time and money. Yeah, you'd have them torn up here a lot too, and I'm not talking about swapping them out every week, right, or every trip. I'm just saying every couple of years, I'm like, you know, let me refresh them or whatever, right? So don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I want to every single trip come back and uh, completely erase it. I mean. Um, mine's still sitting in the garage as dusty as hell when we got back from the park last weekend. So, um, I'm not saying to make it look like you never go wheeling all the time. I'm just saying you have that ability. And uh, the other part that I like on them is I like the way they look. Let's, <laughs> and then that's, a, that's a big part of it. And then I also am looking to, um, to tap it with the uh, monster valve on the race lines to kind of go with the power tank as a full kit or whatever. So I know I want to swap out wheels anyway. Right now I'm running the icons and nothing's wrong with them except that too many spokes. So cleaning them is a bitch, right? Because just getting into all those nooks and crannies and everything is a pain. Um, but I mean, other than that, the icon wheels have been great, but I just, the race line beam locks look really cool. <laughs> so what I talked to last week and at EJS was the Hutchison. Yeah. yeah. It actually makes that, uh, they do a, an inner and an outer bead lock. So they put the insert in the middle of the box, in the inner and the outer. So you get actually like a split rim. That, you know, if you're and if you're concerned with the being DOT approved, those actually are. Most people are not. But, I mean, it's a little bit more money than some of the other ones. But I kind of like the fact if you're spending the money, it, it'll actually lock inner and outer. Yeah, that's a... PVC insert, isn't it? Hi, this is uh, Tony from Southeast Texas, and uh, mm -hmm. I wanted to check with um, Bill. Uh, <laughs> Bill, did you say what what um, you can air down to when you run the the bead locks uh, on your uh, your JKU? You know, the lowest I've gone is around nine or ten. I haven't really tried to go much lower than that. The sidewalls flex so much that I lose a you know quite a bit of ground clearance, and sometimes that makes a difference. I know Don; uh, he has the forty inch um, Mickey Thompson Bajas. And he's down to eight almost every runway go out. Wow. Uh, it's, it's a bigger, stiffer tire, but with the bead locks, he doesn't have to worry about it. He doesn't, he's got a 40 inch tire, so he doesn't have to worry about the ground clearance quite as much. And, so. and one of the main reasons Don's not on Nexon's is 37 is as big as they make That's right now. That's right. They don't make it. So he's, he's always switching out tires depending on what run we're doing. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a hell of a thing that you have to go through. All right. Yeah. Well, we've already, uh, I think we've already kind of touched on this one. Uh, John has mentioned some uh, brand of wheels that he likes. So, what brand wheel do you guys like? Uh, CB Jeep out of Southern Colorado. I've been very, very happy with the method. So, no issues there. Uh, this is Bill again in Big Bear. I think, unless you're into racing and you really need a forged wheel, uh, they're all quality wise going to be pretty much the same uh, for what you know this group's going to be doing as far as uh, off-roading so then it just boils down to what wheel looks you know what what floats your boat but this, this is, is uh, Illinois. i was i was looking at like going to beadlocks and i was narrowing it down to like kmc or raceline currently i'm running fuels which they're simulated beadlocks but i've also looked at those terraflex nomads but i haven't well, one of my friends is running them but John, you mentioned the monster valve. I mean, you can air down really easily with those, but I don't they're expensive. know. Expensive. Well, they're 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 signed, they're kind of expensive, but the other thing is there's a lever that you can flip open and air down with quickly. But it, my concern would be, couldn't you bump that on a rock or something and 
air down when you didn't want to air down. I would say, I mean, it depends on where you put them, obviously. Um, but I know the race line monster valve combo is extremely popular and see it running a lot of, a lot of rigs. And there was a lot of, uh, a lot of videos I watched, uh, from KOH where a, a lot of those were set up very similarly running. Most of them, I think were running actually a KMC machetes that I kind of saw. And I'm not talking about the race rate. I mean, let me change that out because obviously race rigs a different discussion but just some of the chase rigs that we're running around and everything else so i mean i feel like it's a it's a pretty it's common enough and it's everything i, I wouldn't think that would be an issue but i mean it's also what terrain are you going to be on if you're going to be in like especially out east with a lot of roots and mud and you know slick rock and you're you're spinning your wheels a little bit more you know you probably have a higher chance of ripping a bow stem out or something like that so um if you're out in out west it's a lot slower you probably don't have the uh you know, the same kind of impact or issue. You can I'm still rip valve stems cool. right out, out west. I can tell you oh, that. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying yeah. you can't. I'm just saying. <laughs> if yeah, if I was going to be wheeling so in a particular true. area, that's, that yeah. would be out of my post. Exactly. So if what Bill is saying is that it's really just a thing about looks, uh, would it be best to have just something that's really inexpensive, the the cheapest wheel that you could get on there that was uh, maybe not even a forge, maybe it's just a, a, a steely that uh, – uh, that I've heard Josh say a number of times that if you bend it, you can just bend it back. So I think so, they're not seeing the chat. But yeah, I think exactly everybody's the agreement is they want the uh, color-changing rock lights before wheels. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Bob in Colorado. And uh, I am running a super premium expensive pair of uh, or set of steelies. I got all five for, I think, 100 bucks off uh, mm, Craigslist or I like Marketplace. This. I like this. And uh, the, uh, well, and the best part here is for those of you who are worried about the way they look, I also spent the extra $6 and bought a can of Rust-Oleum. <laughs> <laughs> so That's the good stuff. My wheels are always shining black. Oh, I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> hey, uh, this is Bill again in Big Bear Chip. The only thing I can add between the difference between Raceline and KMC, the KMC beadlocks, the beadlock ring has a hole in it. So uh, picture this if you, I don't know if you park it's your jeep outside, but I do. And when it snows and then melts and then refreezes, I now have a big chunk of ice inside where the nuts are on the, you know, between the beadlock rim and the wheel. And it's, it's hard to get that out of there. Whereas as soon as it melts, it just turns back to water. Then it refreezes, melts, refreezes, you know, the cycle. KMCs, they have holes. They just leak right out through the side. So that is yeah, added benefit. That would cause no, some balancing not. issues as well, wouldn't it? Um, you know, I've never noticed it, but, you know, honestly, if I've got ice in my wheels, I'm not really speeding. <laughs> so I haven't noticed, uh, you know, I'm not doing 55 miles an hour down the down the highway. Well, damn it, try harder. We need some information here on the show. Exactly. <laughs> well, step it up. You know, yes, I'm sure it would. But that's ahead, a Jeff. great point, Bill, because that's – I I had – Actually, I went away. I was going to go towards Raceline, but instead I was looking at the KMCs because of the drain holes on the rash ring. If I do beadlocks, because it's even with my simulated beadlocks that are fuels, there's no drain holes. And I have the same issue on a simulated beadlock, which, so yeah, even if you're not in ice, just when you wash the Jeep down after I've been on the trail and then you get that dirty, muddy water and it sits down inside on that fake simulated beadlock and then it slings it around and it's like, well, crap, I got to go wipe that out or dry it out or it's just one more step but yeah it's funny i kind of like the look of the uh the kmc's and i was at uh at rock jock and i was walking through and everything over there is kmc so i asked john as we're walking through the parking lot i said so you like kmc over Raceline?" he goes we're sponsored <laughs> so that's really all it boils down to. so yes uh, they're both they're both a good wheel i got the race line because we're not sponsored but we do get a good deal on the the race line wheels so that's why i ended up with those and i like the avengers versus the monster they're pretty much the same but they don't have the groove in the spoke and i don't know who mentioned it earlier but that's just one less area to clean so that's why i went with the avengers does, it, him, does anybody him. does anybody uh, like the black rhinos they, I think they look too busy. They look too busy for me. Like they they got too much going on. Now, you mentioned the the race lines as well. When the kind the budget here, if you, the race line has the uh, RT eighty one, which just looks like the old 
soft dates. If you remember those, the black steely soft dates or whatever. You know, the card number. With the, well, I literally. <laughs> yeah, I have that's a scary. Phone, so. <laughs> he's got all these little, yeah, he's got all these little yellow stickies all over that's his foot. <laughs> but they're they're basically a, a, a steely with a beadlock grease. So they're fairly cheap. So you can you can go. You don't have to do the five hundred bucks a wheel kind of wheels to get them. Yeah, I'd rather spend my money on the rubber versus the wheel. Right? Agreed. Yeah. Already already did. So for the next after that. Yeah, yes. and again for ninety percent of the wheeling, you really don't need to be blocks. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm finding, and uh, it and and the, the other uh, alternative is instead of having an external one sided beadlock, you can actually have an internal uh, beadlock that uh, takes care of both sides. Uh, in in the bicycle world, we call it an inner tube. Yeah, it's unnecessary though. Uh, beadlock keeps the tire from spinning on the wheel, and so one bead locked in place is going to keep that from happening. And then if you're going to put sidewall pressure on a tire, it's typically going to be from the outside of the wheel or the tire, not the inside. If you're hanging on the inside of a sidewall on, say, your driver uh, front or something like that, you've got other problems. So. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So uh, this sounds like uh, you guys are really in line with my thought process. You know, when I went to put the 35 uh, Rodian MTXs on the 35-inch Rodian MTXs on the Gladiator, I just couldn't decide on a wheel. There was all kinds of wheels, and, and they were so expensive, $300 and up a piece. And I'm, I'm used to, you know, just something that's cheap. And uh, I was looking, I really wanted the beadlock, and I got to thinking about it, and what, really, what do I need beadlocks for other than looks? And uh, the uh, I just didn't like the whole idea of the fake beadlocks. Uh, it's almost like you know something that you would uh, use at the mall. No, no offense out there, Chip or whoever it was that had them. Uh, but it's just that this is kind of the way I felt about it. So, and then uh, actually going out and uh, going off road a bit, I'm not going to be on climbing up, you know, five foot rocks uh, and all flexed out in my Gladiator. So, what do I need beadlocks for except for looks? Well, it's Let me you know, Steve from Chicago. Yeah, go ahead. One of the things I think people, you know, I see the local Jeepers, they don't realize is they look for the looks first in the room when you need to look at your backspacing, mm -hmm. right? You got to make yeah. sure that you, if you're putting the bigger oversized tires on that you got the turn radius, you're not going to be rubbing against anything because everybody that's, they, oh yeah, they rub. Well, they look for looks on the rim. They don't look for functionality, right? <laughs> that's a really good point. One last thing I want to mention about uh, the street locks or the faux B locks, if you will. The bolt heads tend to stick out. They protrude from the side of the rim. So if you do get into some, you know, a little bit of rock crawling that you didn't intend to, you can shave those bolt heads off. Whereas in most, like I know on the race line and then in the KMC, the bolt heads are recessed. So it protects the uh, the bolt head so you can get it out later. And even if you, you, you know, force some aluminum over the top of the bolt head, you can always carve that out with a, a strong knife, and you can get the bolt head. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've got a set of wheels from John that I'm running on my truck right now. My other tires are out, and they are faux bead locks. They're race lines, good-looking wheel, but it's missing about three or four bolt heads just because he used it rock crawling. Yeah, I mean, they're, the, the, those bolt heads are recessed for a reason, just like what you said, because they otherwise they'd uh, come off. So. You can see, you can notice little things about uh, the, the fake beadlocks. The one of the things that I had noticed is you don't have 32 bolts. There's like 16 or something. So there's uh, a very big difference in the number of uh, uh, fake bolt bolts, if you will, that are that are there. Hey, this is Tammy from Walgreens in Minnesota. Um, <laughs> I, there's a vibrating I, noise in the background, yeah. Tammy. Stop. Hey, um, hey oh. over the years, I have hey, learned that simple is better and bigger isn't always better i just Correct. i just think oh. <laughs> seriously Wait, is this per is this personal experience this no. is and, you know, and you know what <laughs> winches winches don't need beadlocks seriously though i just think that sometimes we get too fancy yeah sometimes we, exactly. we get too much and you know uh that causes more problems too, like you guys were just saying with protruding bolts and the back spaces and, and all that kind of stuff. I just think simple, easy, let's go out and have fun. My Jeep doesn't need to have, you know, all this fancy stuff. 
my personal well, opinion. Well, you might just get an XJ. <laughs> there you go. I, I actually, oh, I wish I could. All. That would only, be fun. Only if you want to go anywhere you want to go. So uh, I'll say in a stock vehicle, Tony, anywhere you want to go in a stock vehicle, you need to, you need to throw that caveat in there. But I I do need those fancy buttons. I do need. Um, So uh, this is great because uh, I don't think that I'm going to try to go with something as inexpensive as possible on the, uh, the, the, the the wheels that I get. And I, I, we haven't mentioned it here because it really wasn't part of the question, but you also need to get the proper width uh, wheel. Uh, right now, I'm running my 35, 12 and a halfs on uh, seven and a half inch stock mm. wheels, and that's my my really main concern is getting a wheel that is probably more around nine and a half, nine, nine and a half, or eight and a half maybe would be okay, but probably nine and a half. And uh, it was actually Don Alexander that explained to me you uh, measure the tire at rest, not on a on a wheel, not mounted on a wheel, and you measure from uh, bead to bead, and that tells you what the, the natural width of the uh, the tire is, and then that's a, about the size wheel that you need to get. So for all you, all you guys thinking about getting wheels that haven't done it yet, don't know where to go, I don't have any information for you on Backspace. Backspace is something else. Maybe we need to get uh, Josh to do a Tech Talk segment on, on how to uh, figure out what that is. I think it's different for pretty much every Jeep that's made, the JL, uh, the JT, uh, those are probably the same, but like the TJ and uh, uh, the JKs probably are all a little different. Tony, I went with the uh, you know 35s as well, for 35 12 amps, and I have the 17 by 9 with the negative 12 millimeter offset. That's what I looked at for the JL, JTs that worked real well. There we go. Now, if you're uh, if you got a uh, same Jeep as uh, Steve, you'll you'll know exactly what to get because uh, he's got no rubbing. But I'll, I'll mention this: I've got the stock uh, uh, Gladiator wheels, and I ain't got no rubbing either. So uh, I, ha- uh, I I did a little I did a little bit of research before I did that. By the way, so I uh, I knew it wasn't going to rub whenever I put those on there. All right, let's jump over to the next question. And I'm just trying to move this along. We we quite often don't get uh, to all the questions, and I think that's kind of a shame. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes it's a godsend. Uh, what is the most important skid plate? And, and when I say skid plate, I'm talking about stuff that protects the bottom of your Jeep. Which Jeep are we talking about? Yes. On the JKUs, this is Tammy. Um, on the JKUs, I would say your low, um, your lower control arms in the rear. No. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go like, Sorry, Tammy. You apparently no. are wrong. Apparently. You said JKU well, chip, not JK. JK, the four door. No, I understand. I understand. So, so, yeah, I mean, it depends on what vehicle. But if to me, so I had a TJ and my oil pan's hanging down there. Plus, you've got that shovel where your transfer case is. So, an oil pan skid on a TJ, one, protects your oil pan from being damaged. Two, creates a slide that will help you clear that shovel if you haven't had a, a tummy tuck. On my JK, I thought the same way. I wanted to put my all pants kit on because that's, I mean, I, I can go with a lot of, without a lot of things in my Jeep, but oil seems to be kind of critical. So <laughs> I always put that on. I mean, if, if I bust the shock mount off, okay. I mean, I don't like that, but it, it, I, now Tammy, to be fair, I've got the, the shock mounts protected because on a JK, they hang down behind the rear axle, and, and it's I, concerning. I hit um, them every single time. My oil pan skid plate is still shiny, nothing. There's no scratches on it. Well, then the like other it. part of that was when I did, the oil pan, I did the oil pan skid, but then I easily talked myself into the gas pan skid because the, the, even on the Rubicon, the, the, that skid plate that's factory isn't very thick. Put no, those two on. Got like at 50 it. hole, it's, got, it's got a big hole there, so I'm sitting there going, "Well, the transfer case skid ties the whole unit together." So I went with the complete underbelly. So I, I mean, I could take uh, take a landmine underneath it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love those complete skid uh, combos underneath. Yeah. They, they just look so sexy, and nobody but zombies gets to see it. Um, I will say, my gas. I still have just the stock gas tank skid, if you want to call it that. And there's lots of dents and stuff in there, but it's it's held up the factory one. Mm-hmm. You um, lost, but you lost uh, some uh, some fuel storage and with those dents, didn't you? I'm thinking of probably a gallon or two, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So it, I mean, it, it it's not leaking, which is the main purpose. And going right. back to the, uh, the what Jeep, 
uh, it's whatever Jeep that you have information on. I mean, just, just like Chip, if you got information on multiple Jeeps, tell us what the, the most important skid is for each one of those Jeeps because we have listeners with all different models. Yeah, Tammy, I'm right there with you. I got a JKU as well, 17. But the transfer case, I've already replaced that skid because I've actually had the transfer case started leaking. Ooh. Uh, taking, some, taking some hits under there out in... Uh, out Moab on some trails that uh, I probably wasn't ready for, to be honest, <laughs> uh, and kind of uh, took a couple hits on on one of the more famous trails called Metal Masher. It's got that name for a reason, um, but I ended up replacing that skid and then put in the uh, tra- uh, the transmission skid transfer or the transfer case skid as one unit. But like you, I haven't replaced the gas tank skid yet. And it's dented to, I mean, yeah. to death. And but it's it's still fine. It's not leaking. It's not doing anything. I've checked it. And still, still wood, running right? strong. Yeah. Hey, this is Bill from Big Bear. So I did the three piece uh, skid plate system from Rock Hard Four by Four, engine, transmission, and gas tank. After running it for about three years now and being underneath, the engine is, has almost no scratches on it. The transfer case is dented. The gas tank is dented. I actually use it to pivot on at times. So um, they're important. Uh, Not sure I'd spend the money on the aluminum. There's not that much uh, added weight with the steel. And double the cost for the aluminum is not really necessary. And I'm able to put my skid plate in my 20,000-pound press and persuade it to go back into its original form or at least close right but does the rock hard kit come with a new cross member because i know the, the factory jk cross members a little uh little on the smaller side so i know when i was looking through a lot of the under skids a lot of them send a, an alternate um cross member like the metal cloak and uh Genride and several of the other ones i was looking at they all have new cross members they they send out right so the jk cross member is weak but if you've uh protected it with at least with my rock hard skid plate i've had that skid plate on and off a few times and the cross member is pristine i have no problems with it hasn't deformed at all and i literally do pivot on that quite often so i, I do too and the rock hard skid plate system that three three pieces it bolts to the part of the frame so you're really reinforcing that cross member i do know like some of them do have a, a replacement cross member, but that's a part of it. But the plate system themselves actually reinforces it. And there's a nice drain hole for changing oil, too. Yeah, this is Chris from Detroit. And John, they do make a, uh, Rock Heart does make a uh, cross member that I did replace because I took a bolt off in the uh, to, to, to install it. So you, they do have it, which is quite a bit thicker than the stock one. So I, I would, if you're in there, I'd replace it. The one that I've been looking at that's got me the most is the metal cloak one, and and it's the it's got the spot for the oil change. It's got all that, and I run all the metal cloak suspension stuff. So I kind of I kind of like keeping the same vendor in a lot of places, obviously with all the motor built armor and stuff on it. But um, a lot of them I was looking at too. The skid plates you got to look at kind of the shapes because some of them you don't really have a flat bottom unless you're doing some sort of tummy tuck. So you're looking. A lot of them have like the boat tail sides, like the metal cloak one does, so you can slide off of things. Uh, and then um, the actual bolt heads that go in, whether they're recessed or whether like metal cloak's got a different kind of washer system, whatever, because when you're sliding them along rocks and stuff, you don't want to get it to where the bolts can't ever come back out. And you kind of get all jacked up in there. So there's a lot of stuff I was looking at um, when it relates to those. So. Yeah, the rock hard has the big mushroom, if you will, that the bolt head gets recessed into. But I have still ground metal into the bolt head area. I, I guess I just abuse the shit out of my equipment, but uh, it's worked. Uh, but even when it's not, I actually had to, you know, all of my sockets are from back in the day and they're all impact. I had to get a special socket and grind it down fit into the hole and still fit on the bolt head. So I have a custom-made socket, and I keep it in the Jeep just as that one. Well, that's, yeah, that's the one you lose more often than the 10 millimeter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I keep it with the, uh, the lug nut socket. Yeah, that makes sense. 
So does anybody have uh, a situation where you did not have a skid and you found out that you, you really needed one and then got it? Was there something that you learned by going off-road or anywhere, I guess really any situation that you found uh, by using the Jeep that you actually needed a specific skid? And if so, what vehicle and what skid? It was the transfer case, and that's why I have the three-piece skid plate system. Well, you had, I was just impatient. You had, but you had a transfer, place, transfer case skid on it to begin with, though, right, from the factory? The Rubicon one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, just, well, it's a few gauges thicker than aluminum foil. <laughs> but uh, I, I know, but, I know but he's not on tonight. <laughs> I know uh, Josh isn't on tonight, the co-host, but I, I think he probably has a story about a skid plate. <laughs> he, he was running no skid plate at the time on the on his XJ and, and cracked that thing open like an oyster. So uh, what would you guys recommend? Let's say we've got some uh, JK, JKU listeners out there, and does it matter between the JK and JKU? What skid plate system would you recommend? Rock hard. Rock hard. Yeah, same, rock hard. And Artec makes rock hard. Artec, rock hard. Nope, don't let them beat you into saying the rock hard. You can go with Artec. Okay. It's fine. I I own a, I own rock hard, but I was looking seriously, and if I go with my wife's on her JKU, which is going to be more of an overlander, I'm probably going to do an aluminum Artec system on it. But mm-hmm. I I love my Artec or my rock hard on my Jeep, and I don't. And I think Metal Cloak's got a great one too. I think that all three of those, but those are probably the top three from what I researched. Right. Now, I like what Bill said, the, the steel, because it really can't be that much heavier than aluminum, and you can bend it back in, in place. I just, I, I just haven't gone to the, uh, the synthetics or uh, the, the non, uh, I was going to say metal, but technically aluminum is metal, just the, the standard steel ones that uh, have been around for so long. So let me ask you this. If, if we have a lister that has a, uh, a JT or a JL, and, and let me know if it, if it makes a difference. I would think they ba- both would be basically the same skids. Well, who makes the best skids for the, the JLs and the JTs? Rock hard. <laughs> well, it sounds like this is a real easy situation to be in. You just go and look at rock hard for uh, the JK, JKU, uh, the JL, JLU, and the uh, JT, also known as the Gladiator. Hey, this is Larry from uh, Missouri. So I run uh, Quadratech aluminum skids all the, way to, all the way on my JL for the engine transfer case and all that. And I've, I've beat on those and slid on those quite a bit. And they really are a lot lighter. Not had any issue with them bending out of shape. Now, I'm not beating them on, beating on them, as, you know, I'll say quite as much. I've wheeled with Bill there and, you know, I don't have the opportunity to get up and uh, on the rocks as much as he does. So the aluminum for for the daily that I get out and wheel with every now and then, it's it's done quite well. Yeah, and so, I, I know you do wheel it, uh, Larry. So that's uh, that's real good information to to have. How much more did you have to spend on the aluminums than the steel? About. Boy, I don't even remember what what, what it all was. It was oh, the wife is really listening. Wasn't I got that you. Much. <laughs> it really wasn't that much for the for the skids. <laughs> So, Larry, Steve, my question to you is, do you ever worry about them, the bolts getting rusted with the, all the Midwest salt to get them back no, off? No, no, not really. And truthfully, I'm pretty religious with the uh, anti-seize. So okay. everything comes off, gets the, the, the bronze anti-seize nonstop on it just for that reason. So you what you did it when you put them on? I mean, I'm looking at it, but that's one of my big concerns, right? It's man if i have to get those things off and i gotta rest yeah bullets, but you, pay in the ass but no matter no matter which system you go with though whether you're in the steel or you're in aluminum you're going to have that issue but you know when you have to take when you got to drop the pans to change your like on a jail you got to drop it to change your transfer case fluid or in my case i have the manual so when i drop it to change that fluid you got to pull the pans off anyway so every now and then you need to take everything apart just to just to give it a good once over, right? So I don't know if you guys have uh, have noticed this when you've uh, met Larry usually for the first time. Uh, he has a bit of a glow about him. That's the uh, leftover anti seize that he has all over his body. <laughs> <laughs> I do use the bronze though, not the silver. Uh, well, <laughs> there you go. I, I was thinking it looked like a nice tan. Hey, uh, Larry. Larry has a nice uh, Easter Jeep Safari video out on his YouTube channel. If you go over to YouTube and just do a search for Jeep and Mo, 
Uh, and, and Larry, correct me on this. How, how's the best way for fun, people to find uh, all your videos there? Yeah, the best best way is type in Jeeping Mo, and it'll they'll all pop up on the on our YouTube channel. Okay, good. I didn't want to get get or into that. Or I didn't want to get in trouble after the show. You said it wrong again. Damn it! <laughs> and make sure you click the red subscribe button. Yes. Or the like and subscribe. Webpage jeepingmo.com. You can you can go that route also. There you go. So that's that's great. Just a quick search on Quadratech. Just kind of going back on the steel aluminum thing. The rock hard. Just looking at the oil pan transmission and skid plate. Um, it's a twenty one pound difference in weight. And almost two hundred dollar difference in price. Ooh. Ooh. So, it's twenty pounds worth two hundred bucks. That's the Rock Hard. That's not the QuadraTech brand. That's the Rock Hard. I'm on Rock Hard's website, and the aluminum one is five fourteen ninety five, and the steel one is four thirty nine ninety five. So only less than a hundred dollars difference. So I'm, I'm looking at Quadratech. QuadraTech, it's six the six twenty eight for the oil pan and transmission. For steel and uh, eight fifty seven for the aluminum. Well, Chris has got to get an interview so we can get a discount. That's right. <laughs> I guarantee I didn't pay that. <laughs> no, that's the rock hard one, Larry. Not the oh, okay. Not that one, but that one's for the oil pan and transmission skid plate. So, John, do me a favor. Tell the the folks out there that because uh, we really haven't uh, explained what the skid plates do. I mean, kind of in general, but. Uh, why would anybody need skid plates? And if they, like maybe they go to Rubicon, why would they need the skid plates that, uh, that you know, different than what comes on there? This is just a way to get you to spend money on your Jeep, isn't it? It's like beadlocks, right? You don't need it. But I, I think that for, for me, it's it's a peace of mind item. The, the factory transfer case skid, I've got mine off of, it's taken quite a beating. I've pulled it out and kind of used the hammer to beat it back into shape a few times, but you know, I've been pretty happy with kind of what it's done. Um, I've I've put mine over quite a bit of rocks in not so nice way out of Hidden Falls. Probably not what you would do in the Rubicon, like Chuck or you know Big Bear, like Bill and Wendy. But still, the problem with Hidden Falls it's a lot of smaller jagged rocks that are just at the wrong place, and sometimes that's worse than climbing on big rocks, right? And uh, from that, I can tell you my frame rails take a beating. The gas tank skid takes a beating. The transfer case skid has been hit quite a bit. Um, and then uh, directly under the front bumper, a lot of people forget about that one, but the one that comes back if you have a Rubicon to cover your sway bar, disconnect, all that stuff. Because um, when you're coming off of a ledge backwards to kind of figure your line out, you'll smack that pretty hard sometimes if you're not not careful in that. So um but overall it's it's a peace of mind item it's something that kind of protects things like i heard you got to have oil to get home right so if there's something you definitely want to make sure is is protected out there then you know that's that, that that's what they're they're there for and they take the beating from the rocks so your equipment doesn't so, um so i will say the frame rails take the most i like to look and see what's hanging down so if the frame rails are kind of like an imaginary line on the bottom what's hanging down from that or what's close to the kind of coming down from that yeah. The oil pan on the JK is, is pretty far up there. When you when you look down at it, it's not really low hanging fruit, but you know, a well placed rock could get to it. But right. it's the transverse case on the other hand is is right there at the bottom, just like the gas tank and everything else. So what the listener should take away from this is is that the skid plates on the bottom of your Jeep help protect the critical systems of the Jeep, the mechanical stuff, the, the transfer case, uh, the oil pan. Uh, you know, I, I just noticed nobody has said anything about differential skids. Is Are differential skids not necessary? No, they are very necessary, especially if you're running factory axles. My, In fact, my rear axle, I, I run a diff skid on that now um, because my factory diff cover got peeled back on a rock coming off mm. on it. And I did, it wasn't a lot. I didn't notice until I got home and then you... You know, you park your vehicle overnight on the driveway or in the garage and go out the next morning and see what damage because you see what fluids are on the ground sometimes. As for the differentials, the, the factory um, cover on the JKUs does have like, it's like a very slight overhang, which will pull them off. That's why you should get um, an aftermarket differential cover something that will help thick. that a yeah. lot some some something thick and also too didn't we find out uh, by uh, uh talking with uh lube lockers at one time 
that those things are good for uh, resealing. Uh, not, not obviously not a catastrophic failure, but that right. that kind of helps uh, seal it a little bit if you have a stock uh, diff cover and it gets peeled back a little bit just by the nature of the lube locker. Right. And the lube locker is basically a replacement for the uh, RTV that RTV, you would yep. uh, put on there to hold the the uh, the cover on. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big believer in the uh, the diff covers. Uh, I really like the uh, the rough stuff ones, but uh, I'm kind of leaning towards the moto builds now because uh, I've got some uh, other moto built stuff already on the Gladiator. But I'm looking at those, so that's so uh, thing, that's a good mention. One thing, Tony, on that, I'll just give you a heads up. So when I did my rear diff skid. <laughs> Uh, the the diff skid that you get, I, I went with the metal cloak one because it comes up and covers the pinion and everything, and so you can kind of slide up over and it's angled to help you slide over things instead of just taking the hit. Right. Uh, but the way it mounts can interfere with some trusses. So if you plan on trussing your rear later on, you, you kind of got to watch out for that. So specifically, the rear track bar mount and diff skid together uh, would not work with the rear Artec truss I tried to put on the rear. Yeah, I had a similar issue with the metal cloak sorry spell from central texas but yeah the same thing you know where the uh, uh track bar relocation bracket was interfering with the uh with that like that metal cloak bracket on there and then the other thing um that i'd mentioned i think i mentioned this on previous episodes is i know on the uh like the jls and I'm not sure about the the jts but uh, the drain plugs on the uh, diffs are on the bottom there and so i actually had some issues with the the drain plug getting damaged and having to to replace that on there i think they've eliminated that on some of the newer axles um more recently on the uh the jls and uh, maybe the the jts but uh yeah it's one of the reasons to kind of protect that there so there's two there's two groups of listeners out there i know right now uh the one group is going holy hell i bought this i gotta do all this And another set, set, a whole other set of them are going, oh, this is just so cool. I got to go on and start looking at this stuff and see what I need. Exactly. Just dump that rear pocket. No, you don't have to go out and buy all that stuff. Oh, but you do. This is so much fun. Your first thing you need to do is go out and wheel it. Oh, no. You're going to damage it. You have to have the skids, Tammy. She's right. You don't enjoy it. Upgrade it. <laughs> if you decide to buy some kind of like aftermarket differential cover that's thicker and better, uh, pay attention to the way they're shaped. The factory diff covers are shaped very specifically the way they are for a reason because they actually direct lubrication where it needs to go yep. in that axle. So whenever you start getting those weird flat backed uh, diff covers or anything like that, it actually changes the oil flow inside the diff and it could starve certain parts of that differential of oil yeah. at highway speeds that's an excellent point so yes. when i my poison spider cover off and put on the curry cover that uh ray gave me i i looked at the inside and you're absolutely right the inside of a curry cover looks like the inside of a factory cover the outside's a lot beefier but it does and it and it will flow and if you ever think that doesn't make a difference gail banks with banks engineering Makes the yeah, ugliest diff cover I've ever seen. Oh, sorry, I hope nobody has that. But it <laughs> is the best diff cover for oil flow and cooling. And he goes into the whys and wherefores. It's it's an interesting little YouTube video. I think I think I've seen that video, and that's whenever I first realized that maybe the ARB uh, a diff cover and why it's shaped like that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good video. Tony, this is Chip from Illinois again. I, you know, you bring up a good point about so diff skids. So this is almost like synthetic or steel on the cable on winches because diff skids. You could argue for them to protect the diffs, but if you truss and gusset or you put the a heavy duty diff cover on, they may not fit, and you're losing another what three quarters of an inch or inch of clearance where that skid's at. So now, do you want more clearance with a heavy duty diff cover, or do you want the skid? And so now you could argue at either side. Yeah. Let's get 37s. All the ground clearance is back. No. Bigger isn't always better. Kind of the ultimate Ford Chevy conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you've gotten that's worked for you is usually the best. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, great conversation with the group. Now, let me uh, throw in this little bit of a gratuitous question here for the very end. 
have you told anyone about our giveaways yet? And be honest, because I'll know. I yes. have told lots and lots and lots and lots yep. of people. Yep. Well, you're obligated. I've, <laughs> I've told a lot of friends who don't really care if they win because they'll give it to me. Oh, very good. I have no problem with that Mark. as long as it's <laughs> as long as it's not anything that can be traced back to you. Sure. <laughs> that is a good yeah, idea. I, I just thought about that, Tanner. Oh, like, I know. Why did we think about I'm, that. You guys, watch mm. out! I'm getting those. Oh, uh, Bill's calling in now, Eddie. <laughs> I had a group text set up with like ten different people on it. Said, "Hey, when I tell you, call in, say your name, and say this phrase." <laughs> oh, I don't good. know if so, any of so I don't know if any of them did or not, but. Oh, okay. And I was the winner say, of the Mario next entire lives in southern Minnesota. How cool is that? <laughs> I was going to say. Awesome? <laughs> so the next entire giveaway is going to be caller five hundred. Uh, just uh-huh. to Steve. <laughs> oh, I love it. You said be honest. I'm being honest. Man. That, that's a joke, people. It's not going to be caller five hundred. So uh, anybody else? Have you have you told anybody about the giveaways? And they say uh, who, what, where? What's a Jeep talk show? Or or did they care once they heard the the magic word giveaway? Yeah, I talked to uh, I talked to the guy I buy all my tires from, Chad, and he's got a Gladiator, and he's big into Jeep, and he, I think he just got back from from Utah. And I was saying, you know, hey, the Jeep Talk Show. I was talking to you about the last time I was in here buying tires. You know, hey, did have you heard they're giving stuff away? And he goes, ah, oh, I haven't even had time to listen to them yet once. <laughs> it's like, well, you need to now because you can get free shit. You, you snooze, you lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you letting uh, letting people know. I mean, that's really all all we want is uh, just uh, if you can tell people there's going to be a certain percentage that's actually going to listen, and uh, only a certain percentage out of those that listen are going to come back. So, but uh, if they if they don't try listening to the show uh, once, uh, then we have no chance of getting them to be a listener. Mm-hmm. I tried to get my wife to do it, and she's like, "I don't listen to this." <laughs> <laughs> well, your wife's a jeeper, isn't she? Oh. Well, well, we can. Well, you know what? If she listens, she 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 could be a, a jeeper. There's all kinds of things we both Tammy and I share. Well, I, I think that's the great thing that uh, Tammy, uh, Tammy and Wendy uh, bring to the show is it. Uh, I think it makes it a little easier for women to say, you know, I find this mildly interesting, but I'm a woman, so I don't really sh- shouldn't be interested in this. And then mm-hmm. whenever they hear the female voices and all the fun, and uh, especially uh, like what goes on with uh, you and Bill, Wendy, you guys go out there and have fun together. You do it as a couple, and yep. uh, it's you, you both are critical. Uh, not that you don't drive, but. Uh, Bill does a lot of the wheeling, and you do do a lot of the spotting, and not just for mm-hmm. Bill. Uh, oh. Does Bill ever listen to you when you spot? Is that, oh, is that part oh, of the yeah. deal? Okay. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, she'll listen. Like if we're, you know, she'll go with us if we're like in Colorado, and I'll go rent something up there. But if it's at home, and I start talking Jeep, if, if she were a listener and into Jeep, she would have no reason to roll her eyes at me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that would be another hobby down the drain, right? Exactly. Darn it. <laughs> So nobody else has any uh, any uh, anything to say about uh, giveaways. Or ha- how about anybody that uh, has just told people about the Jeep Talk Show? Always do. Well, I got my power tank. I was Andrew from uh, West Texas, and I when I was trying to get my power tank filled. I reached out to a couple of Jeep clubs, and I showed up at a couple, and they all thought it was an oxygen tank instead of a CO two tank. <laughs> just specify that. Oh God! You, but, to- you know, I, I, I advertise the Jeep Talk Show and the giveaways, but. Yeah, I almost got uh, 4,000 pounds of oxygen in my uh, CO2 tank. That you, was you, need to get, oh you need to get one of those things from the hospital, you know, where you put it up to your nose and just r- drive around Manual. with a, that tank. Is it? Okay. <laughs> That'd be great. Hey, uh, Larry, do you mind if we, we share the, the person you mentioned, uh, your, uh, your uh, power tank uh, giveaway winner uh, to while you were out at Easter Jeep Safari? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, you want me to tell her? Or you, or you no, you do it. I like it better if you say it. Okay. Yeah, well, so it's kind of nice. You know, we got the uh, the power tanks were actually kind of a shock. <laughs> I think the original giveaway were some uh, tire gauges and everything. And uh, I guess through power tank, we got the upgrade, if you will. Andrew, myself, and I'm sorry, but I don't know the other, per- know the other person. But uh, so Steve, who owns power tank, I don't know his last name. Masaki. He was on a Power tank. Excuse me? Sasaki. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he was on a trail ride with us and uh, uh, thanked him for the upgrade for the uh, Jeep Talk Show giveaway. 
And, uh, you know, he, he was very cordial, said, you're welcome, and asked if I liked it. I said, well, I just got it. I haven't had a chance to use it yet, so been looking forward to it. Needless to say, today. needless to say, somebody's going to be fired whenever he gets back from Easter Jeep Safari. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was standing there, and I think I heard him say something like, wait, you got a what? <laughs> oh, no. Was, yeah, me and two other guys. Thanks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> No, now, now I had reached out to, to Steve and asked him because the winners, Larry and Andrew and the other gentleman, I, f- I forget his name as well, uh, but uh, they were saying, hey, have you heard anything about the, the giveaway items? And when I reached out to Steve, he said, you know, supply chain issues, we're just having problems getting the parts in. So when, when Larry's power tank uh, showed up, I went, well, that's, that's a solution. That's a really, really <laughs> yeah. nice solution. So I just thought it was great uh, for Power Tank stepping up and uh, uh, instead of giving away probably a couple of hundred dollars worth of uh, stuff, they were good giveaway items, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, actually giving away three Power Tanks to our three giveaway winners. And now Steve is wishing that yeah. he had uh, just done a one giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I've not seen any of their stuff that is, I'll just say cheap knockoffs. Everything no, I've no. seen of theirs so far has been very high quality. Yeah, it was good We've stuff. Seen quite a few of their it's stuff out of, the, out of the Easter Jeep Safari and they put a lot of time, effort, and their research in all their equipment, so it's very impressed. Very. I'm, I'm just really, really happy for you guys. And, and John uh, L. is hating it because he just bought one. <laughs> I'm not hating it. I got a, I got mine already. I'm happy. Well, you got a red yeah. one, so that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. Boo. Well, mine's color to match my Jeep, so that's okay. Yeah, us too. I got, I got, the, I got a black one, the most important size and color. So, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, the power tank actually holds CO two that you can use to run power tools, or uh, most people use it to fill up the the refill their their tires once they've done off roading. It's very quick to fill up, and you can do it many many times. John actually got a fifteen pound tank uh, to, so he could air up his thirty uh, sevens, and uh, that just he can just do it many more times with uh, with it mm-hmm. set up that way. All right, well, guys, we've come to the end of another roundtable. My gosh, what fun that was. Uh, Tammy, uh, Wendy, I'm glad you guys could show up. Uh, did, did, yeah. did we hear anything from Josh? I didn't see anything. Yep, no. <laughs> That's always, a big N-O. Always got to give a little dig. Uh, I think Josh maybe is shopping at Walgreens for his wife. Oh, well, that's the that's very forward thinking of him. So again, if you want to know what's going on, you got to be part of this Discord channel to find out what the inside jokes are. And believe me, uh, you'll want to find out there. I don't want to be the one telling you. So, uh, Wendy, Tammy, I appreciate you guys joining tonight and all the Zoom people, of course. Thank you for being here each and every week. I think we had about uh, 20 people in the uh, the Zoom room uh, tonight. And if you'd like to be part of uh, the uh, the Zoom meeting or the Zoom room, be one of the uh, knights of the Zoom roundtable, uh, just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You scroll on down there, you'll see the, uh, the invite, or actually it's just a link uh, for the Zoom meeting with a password that you need. Uh, password is Jeep, so it makes it really simple to remember. Uh, I guess it'd be simpler if it was Jeep Talk Show, but Jeep is so much uh, shorter to type in. And uh, on that same page, you will find a invitation uh, for the the Discord server. And uh, I highly recommend that you guys try that. We have a lot of fun. It's a lot of activity. So if you're at work during the day and uh, you really don't, you're really looking for a way to, to screw around. This uh, this is a be- really mm-hmm. good good thing to do, and it's a lot more fun than Facebook. So this is what <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, you can just have fun chuckling to yourself. People will think you're insane if you're sitting in a cubicle and you're laughing uh, where they yes. can hear you. Oh yeah, Larry had me on the floor like laughing out loud today. <laughs> well, there's there's a, uh, a cut up. So uh, anyway, we have a lot of fun, and uh, we, we really are building a Jeep family here, uh, the Jeep Talk Show family, and I, I just uh, I think it's so cool how we have uh, people that have met each other, whether it's been in the Zoom meeting or in the Discord uh, server or both, that are showing up to events, uh, like Larry and uh, Bob, two cheap Jeep guys, both just recently attended uh, Easter Jeep Safari and uh, met up out there and, uh, and did a bit of hanging out, hanging out which uh, I think is really cool. People get to meet each other, and I'm just very proud of that. Uh, it, it, and, of course, we're having a, uh, a, um, a June uh, off-road event in Hidden Falls uh, Adventure Park in near um, Marble Falls, Texas. Excuse me, I'm having a hard time with my voice tonight. Are you wearing your hat, Tony, and gargling with salt water? 
I am not. <laughs> My uh, hat is on. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad. Uh, there was a little bit of a, 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 a podcast uh, uh, talent coach who had a really good thing about how to get, keep your voice and not get a cold and uh, all kinds of great things that uh, I, I asked uh, the the host to have a listen to thought it might be a help to them so that's what uh, tammy's referring to anyway uh so if you guys don't know we do this every tuesday night 8 p.m central time and uh, you can find out more by going to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and uh, sign up for that newsletter as well as all the other stuff there we've got a voicemail line there too which you're going to need to use for our upcoming nexon tire usa.com uh rhodian mtx giveaway and you'll be able to get up to the 37 inch tire from next and, so, and and that's all five tires right tony not, no not no no one. it's one tire you got to win five times no i know it is oh, it's a yeah. it's a full go, it's a full Here set of tires <laughs> i just thought that was so funny well, i mean somebody might ask we got to make sure you know we're clarifying that yeah well they, if they ask i'm gonna say no it's one tire so <laughs> we, we got to get you started it's like a like a drug dealer we give you the that's one that's right then you, you got to come back. <laughs> you have to come back. Hey, hey gotta, you got any more of those tires? You got to keep get, listening to see if you can win. You get addicted. Yes. One, one tire, you can make a tire swing. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys have a great night. Uh, Wendy, Tammy, thanks for joining us. And Good night. Uh, thank you guys, the, the listener out there, thank for joining us too. Oh, and we got a big announcement uh, on top of the giveaway. Uh, coming up on the Friday episode, we have another big announcement. Everybody here knows about it. Uh, some of the people from the, uh, the the Discord server know about it, too. Anyway, you guys have a great night. Thank you so much for being here. Podcasting since 2010.